Hello and welcome back to Teach Me Too. It's a podcast from Eastside City Church, and this is episode four of our season on prayer. And together we're learning how to pray. And today we're taking a look one more time at the why behind our prayer. What is our motivation? As Christians, why do we pray? I'm your host, Peter, and today I am joined by Naomi once again. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Hello. As always, our goal in this podcast is that whether you are a new Jesus follower or you've been following Jesus a long time, you're seasoned in the ways of Jesus, there's something for you in this podcast. And I'm really excited about this episode, so let's get right to it. Episode four, the example of Jesus. For me, the easiest answer as to why I should pray is the example of Jesus. Since Jesus prayed, I know I should pray too. Mm -hmm. Like if there was ever anybody who didn't have to pray, it would right. probably be Jesus. But he prayed and prayed a lot. Point. And he talked a lot about prayer. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to dive into what he taught and what he practiced mm -hmm. when it came to prayer. That's good. Because ultimately, why do we pray? Because Jesus prayed. Now, I remember as a kid, I would be watching hockey on TV and I would get so excited and fired up right. by the hockey players and everything that I saw on the screen that I would then run down to my unfinished basement, grab my <laughs> hockey stick, get like a balled up pair of socks and just start playing hockey. Right. Like I saw it on the screen. It was so cool. It was so fun that I wanted to go right. and do likewise. I also remember as a teenager watching like the Summer Olympics mm -hmm. and you just get like, you see these gymnasts and they're doing all these incredible routines and they make it look so easy. And right. I'd be like, man, I want to go and be able to do some of those same things. <laughs> right, so right, I right. remember going outside, we had a deck that was kind of fenced in and on the railing of the deck, I would go and stand up on the top on the flat of the wood. And then I would yeah. try to do like the balance beam. And I <laughs> yes. thought like, you know, can I stand on one foot? Can I do like a leap from one foot to the right. other foot? And realizing uh, these things that you see that look so easy on TV, right. how they're flipping, how they're moving, uh, they're doing it so well. I had no hope of ever recreating yep. what yeah. they were actually doing. It's so true. You know what? I have a few examples of that. Um, growing up, we would do summer camps every year. And there's this one particular camp that we would do up until I was like 12. But uh, they take us to the Summer Olympic swimming pool. Wow. Or I guess I shouldn't say Summer Olympic, but like the Olympic pool. Okay. So um, Olympic size. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so they had diving boards and they were all Olympic size. And as a kid, you have like at a certain age range, you can start, you know, getting on the diving board. And, um, and I remember in my mind visualizing the most epic dive right. because I'd seen it. Right. And yeah. so I would go up, I'd leap off, I'd do like triple spin or whatever, yeah. you know, and then tuck it in at the, the end. Yeah. Exactly. And like one little splash. Like, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, uh, I, three different times I went up, leaped off the diving board. <laughs> Belly flopped. And, so, and I don't know why I tried again. But, <laughs> but Something went wrong that first time. Exactly. I'm definitely going to fix it for this second we'll and third time. in my mind again. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I went on a field trip uh, where we were at like a where gymnasts do all their uh, amazing stuff. Right. And they had those rings that hang. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and the the two rings that you can you hold exactly on to, and again, about. you see it on TV, right. and sure, these like big muscly guys. Well, and but you think of monkey bars. You're like, if I can do monkey bars, yeah. they make it look so easy. <laughs> I but I went and I was yeah. just trying to just lift up my body and my scrawny <laughs> teenage self, and could not even get myself up off the ground at all. Oh, and man. I think that sometimes the difference between yeah. what we see others do mm-hmm. and what we are able to accomplish ourselves can actually be really discouraging. Yes. Uh, if you've ever tried yeah. to recreate something that you saw on Pinterest uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. and failed miserably. Yeah, DIY then, is a lie. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I can never about. do it myself. <laughs> and I think that sometimes we can feel that same way when it mm-hmm. comes to following Jesus. Mm, we see good. Jesus prayed for people yeah. and they were miraculously healed. Hmm. He raised the dead to life. He calmed storms with a word. Mm. Uh, And it seems like there's no way that we could ever do what he did. Right. And I'm sure it must have felt that exact same way to Jesus's disciples. Yeah. How could they ever follow the example of Jesus? Totally. You know, and it's actually, wow, (laughs) it reminds me of um, there is that specific moment in the Bible where, you know, he goes up the mountain and then he's like, all you have to do is just stay here and pray. And he comes back and they've passed out. They're sleeping. You right. know? And he's like, your one job was to pray. And he, yeah. And like, that's such a classic moment of like falling short there where it's like, but Jesus could do it and we couldn't. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. Uh, and one of the great areas of Jesus's life that we can follow his example in is prayer mm. over and over in the gospels we see Jesus taking time away to pray. Mm -hmm. And so we want to look at his example and we want to see we can do these same things. We can pray like Jesus prayed. And so I'm going to go through this big long list of what we see in the Bible about Jesus praying. Uh, And it starts in Hebrews Mm -hmm. uh, chapter 5 in verse 7, where it talks about how in Jesus's earthly life, he prayed. Mm. And we see the examples of it in Jesus praying at times like his baptism, yep. or he prayed at his uh, transfiguration. Yes. Uh, we see Jesus praying in the hills. He prays in solitary places. Jesus prays in Gethsemane. Mm-hmm. In Luke chapter 11, verse 1, it even talks about he prayed in a certain place. Yes. We don't even know where <laughs> that place was, but, but Jesus was praying, was praying there. Uh, Jesus he, he praises his father in heaven. Mm-hmm. Jesus looked up to heaven and he says a blessing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's in Matthew chapter 14, verse 19. We see Jesus uh, laying his hands on children and praying for them. Yeah. Jesus talks about how he can appeal to his father. He thanks mm-hmm. his father because he knows that he is heard, that his mm-hmm. father is hearing what Jesus is mm-hmm. saying. Jesus prays for those that are given to him. And he says that he prays for all who will come to believe. Mm -hmm. Jesus says, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. Mm. So we see Jesus, he's praying for his disciples. He's praying for those closest to him. He's praying for those who are still going to come. Jesus, uh, it talked about how the Messiah, how the Savior in Isaiah, it talked about how he would intercede for the transgressors. Mm. That was a promise about Jesus that we see him fulfilling in his life. Mm. Uh, Jesus 
always lives to make intercession for us. Right. And so that's part of the ministry of Jesus right. now is yeah. that he's praying, he's interceding on our behalf. Yeah. And so we see over and over again throughout the New mm -hmm. Testament in the Gospels, this example of Jesus asking the Father yes. on the behalf of someone else, Jesus praying. He, uh, he says in John 14, verse 16, that Jesus says, I will ask the mm. Father and he will give you another helper in talking right. about the Holy Spirit. That's because of Jesus's prayer. He's mm. asking the Father to send us the Holy Spirit. And we've seen that happen. We yes. see it in the book of Acts. It says, whatever you ask of God, God will give to mm -hmm. you. He's talking about prayer. He's yeah. teaching people about prayer and he's interceding yeah. on our behalf. And so I want to look uh, a little more closely at just four different uh, scriptures that tell us about Jesus praying. So the first one I'm going to read to us today is from Luke chapter 5 in verse 16. And I'm always reading from the New Living Translation here, but it says, but Jesus often withdrew to the wilderness for prayer. Mm. So we see that he he did this often. Yep. He withdrew. He went somewhere mm -hmm. intentionally. And he went into kind of an unlikely place. He went into mm -hmm. the wilderness yeah. for the purpose of praying. Prayer. Yeah. We've got Mark 6, verse 46. It says, After telling everyone goodbye, he went up into the hills by himself to pray. So same yeah. idea. Once again, he's retreating intentionally yeah. going for the purpose of praying. Right. Luke chapter 6, verse 12 says, In these days, he went out to the mountain to pray, and all night he continued in prayer to God. So he's praying all mm. night long, mm -hmm. taking this extended time yeah. of prayer. In Mark 14, verse 32, it says, They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, sit here while I grow and pray. And that's what you were talking yes, about before. The exactly. disciples were there with Jesus. Yep. They were to pray, and yet they yep. couldn't stay awake. Yep. <laughs> and yet Jesus, he prayed. did. He went yeah. and he prayed and he came back. We also see that the disciples came to Jesus and they asked him mm -hmm. how to pray. And that's really the, the theme of this season in Teach Me to Pray. Right. Kind of comes from this idea of the yeah. disciples coming and saying, hey, Jesus, teach us to mm. pray. They did that because they saw Jesus modeling prayer right. in his life. He was so intentional about it. He took the time right. out to pray. And so we want to follow that same example. Yes. And part of our motivation for why we pray right. is because we see Jesus praying. Mm -hmm. And so like the disciples... We come to Jesus and we want to learn how to pray mm -hmm. and who better to teach us than yeah, Jesus right. himself. And so we see uh, both of these examples of what is famously called the Lord's Prayer. Mm -hmm. We see it in Matthew chapter 6 and uh, in starting in verse 5 and all the way through verse 14. Mm -hmm. And it's also in Luke chapter 11 that we see uh, the Lord's Prayer make an appearance as well. But yeah. why don't I just read through this Matthew 6 passage for yeah. us uh, as we're looking at what Jesus is teaching about prayer. So in verse 5 of Matthew 6, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites mm -hmm. who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. Then your father who sees everything 
will reward you. Mm -hmm. When you pray, don't babble on and on as the Gentiles do. They think their prayers are answered merely by repeating their words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. Pray like this. Mm. Our Father in heaven, Mm -hmm. may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today the food we need and forgive us our sins as we have forgiven those who sin against Mm -hmm. us. And don't let us yield to temptation, but rescue us from the evil one. Mm -hmm. Then in verse 14, he says, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your Father will not forgive your sins. So Jesus Mm -hmm. lays out this beautiful prayer Uh, This famous prayer that so many Christians have used to guide themselves in how they pray, in praying those words, Mm -hmm. in in turning that into how they follow the example of Jesus in prayer. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do a bit more of a deep dive into the Lord's Prayer and how we pray through it. We're going to do that in a later episode. But for for today, I just want us to look at uh, some of the things that we can pull from this Uh, in how Jesus is teaching his disciples Mm -hmm. to pray. As we're looking at the motivation that we have Mm -hmm. of why we pray. So a couple of things. Jesus says, when you pray. Mm. He doesn't say, if If. you pray. That's good. If you choose to pray, this is how to do it. But Jesus is saying, no, when you pray, you're going to pray. Prayer is such an important part Mm. of being a Christian and following Jesus' That's example. So and it's that not his, optional. His disciples, yeah. yeah, he's not giving them just, well, if you feel like right. praying, but when you pray, this is how you yeah. are to pray. He says, pray like this, or this is how mm-hmm. you should pray. pray. Yeah. Uh, to Jesus, prayer isn't optional for his followers. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we might think that, well, does it really matter if I pray? Right. And should I pray? And do I really need to make a big deal out right. of this? But for Jesus, we see the inten- intentionality that he had yeah. in taking time to pray. Yeah. No, I like that. And Jesus then shows us a pattern for yeah. pray, for prayer. You know, I do like that a lot. I think when I think about looking at Jesus' example of prayer, um, there's a, a book that I was reading. Mm. I haven't finished it yet, but it's um, The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by mm-hmm. John Mark Homer. Yeah. And um, he makes a point of um, sort of like helping us understand how to have a relationship with God's word and, uh, and especially how to look at the life of Jesus. And he says, you know, one of the things that we have to get better at is opposed to, instead of looking at it as a set of to-dos or things right. that we try and fit into our life, mm-hmm. why not look at it as a lifestyle Right. And look at how, evaluate instead the lifestyle of Jesus mm-hmm. and then look at our lives and see how we can make lifestyle changes. Right. And so when I think about that, I think about prayer is a lifestyle because it's no mm-hmm. longer, especially when you look at how it's not optional, but it's something that we ought to do daily. Right. Then, um, or right, not necessarily daily, but like always, you know, the Bible yeah. talks about praying always. And, mm-hmm. and we look at Jesus' example and how he, because the moments where he retreats, where he goes yes. to the hills, where he's praying are very... Um, there's no set time. It's just mm-hmm. whenever it felt right or whenever he needed to. Mm-hmm. But whenever, you know, he doesn't really give us a specific, you know, timeline or amount. And there's different faiths, right? Where, but we see that desire exa- that yes, he has. It's exactly. not something that he feels obligated right. that he has to yeah. do, but it comes from this 
he wants to pray. Yes. He needs to needs pray. To. And I right. think that's an important yeah. element with what exactly. you're saying. Yeah. No. And so I think that really helped me, really, really helped me because it really um, kind of helped me evaluate when we talk about patterns, you mm-hmm. know, then you kind of begin to see exactly that there is that desire that comes out of him. Um, and there's just a need to be with your father, your maker, you know, your creator, your Lord and savior. So, yeah. Yeah. I think one of the things that we want to draw out of the example of Jesus is seeing that not all prayer is the same and Mm. it's not always going to happen in the same way. Yeah. And so sometimes the prayer that Jesus is praying is just a brief word. Yes. When he's stopping the wind and the waves. It's not this long paragraph that we have. It's not him praying Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes and then it happens, but it's just with a word. Uh, Sometimes it's a short phrase. Sometimes his prayers are just a few sentences. And then other times we see where he's intentionally withdrawing and praying all night long. Mm -hmm. We see Jesus even blessing the food when feeding others, which is a big part of a lot of Christian practice. (laughs) Praying before we eat. Where does that come from? Well, it comes from (laughs) Jesus blessing food. And and we see that and we try to follow his example. And so it's not always going to be the same. Yeah. That's a really powerful point that you make because I believe that one of the common, um, I should say maybe habits or tendencies, it's a better word, that we end up falling into in the Christian faith is we end up falling into a, um, a, um, I guess maybe a tendency of like, this is when we should pray or how we should pray. You know, and I think I love the, I love how this podcast is teach me to pray, Mm -hmm. but I think even just that point of not all prayer is same. um, Just number one, I think it shows the freedom we have in Christ, Mm -hmm. you know, and the freedom we have with our, with Jesus, you know, and with the Lord, right. Just in that relationship. Absolutely. But it also um, opens up just that diversity because I think when we look at different faiths, um, there is a structured way of how you pray, when you pray. And when we look at just your examples that you just gave, it's very open Mm -hmm. and it's very intimate, relational and right. There's public places, there's intimate places, there's, um, there's, lengths of prayer, you know, times, there's also longer prayers, but it allows you as a follower of Christ to be free, but also to discern what kind of prayer do I need to do right now? And, you know, in the season that I'm going through, I I don't like using the word season because it's overused in the Christian faith, (laughs) but but right right now in my life, what do I need to do? Is Mm -hmm. this a moment where it's just like, help me or, you know, or is it lengthy? Yeah. I think one of the things to consider with that as well is we have this great freedom when it comes to prayer, but sometimes we can err on thinking, well, I can just pray however I want But I want us to see even in how Jesus is instructing his disciples Mm. that he says, there is a right way to pray and there actually is a wrong way to pray. I like that. Because he's, he's telling them that the hypocrites they're getting prayer wrong. Mm. They're going out onto the street That's corner. That's a very good point. They're yep. making it all about them. Yes. They're getting the eyes on themselves. And mm-hmm. Jesus is saying, hey, they're getting all the reward that right. they're going to get right there <laughs> in causing yes. a ruckus and getting people mm-hmm. looking at them. Uh, as well as he talks about the Gentiles yes. praying and that they're not praying the right, right. way either. And yep. they're just repeating themselves and it's mm, just kind of babbling. So and so we do want to see, we have so much freedom right. when it comes to prayer. And prayer can be very conversational. And we can have this intimacy mm-hmm. with God. And it doesn't have to be so structured and rigid. Right. But we also want to identify that Jesus does point out some things yes. that we're not to do. Mm-hmm. We're not just to make it about ourselves. 
We're not just to babble on right. and on or think like, oh, this really long prayer is mm-hmm. better than a short prayer, or yep. I just need to say the same thing That's over and over and over point. again. Yeah. But tied yeah. in with that, mm-hmm. in this uh, idea of prayer, is that we are to be persistent yes. in prayer. And that we are to keep knocking yes. until we get an answer. If we knock, the yes. door will be opened. Jesus yes. tells parables and stories about how we're to right. pray and to never give up. Yes, He talks about like the persistent widow who keeps going to the That's judge so over and over again. Yeah. And so there's this tension between yes. uh, we have great freedom to pray, right. but we want to make sure we're not just making it all about ourselves right. or we're not uh, praying in a way that is is not the way that Jesus would show yes. us to pray. And we're not just to babble on and on. We're not just to right. repeat ourselves over and over, yet we are to be persistent, to be persistent. and to continue. Right. And so we're going to get into yeah. more of the how-tos of prayer mm-hmm. later on uh, in this season. I like that. But for today, we're just focusing on the motivation. Right. Why do we pray? Because Jesus prayed. Right. And I think something to keep in mind is that Jesus never mm-hmm. asks us to do something he didn't do himself. That's powerful. I've heard you make that point before, I think in some of your sermons, but I love that. It's true. And I I never really thought about that until you pointed it out. And even just going back through scripture, you're like, that's a very good point. You know? Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Jesus is our example. So he's yes. not just saying, hey, you guys need to yeah. pray. And we don't actually see him totally. praying. He modeled it. He lived it. And he wants the same yeah. for us. So we're following him. Mm-hmm. And we see, uh, once again, Jesus lived a life full of prayer. And so yeah. we see examples of him praying in the mornings. Yep. We see him praying all night long. We see him praying uh, during the spiritual highs <laughs> yes. of his life, right? So when he has his baptism, or we talked right. before about the transfiguration, right? Yes. These high point mm-hmm. moments. We see him praying by himself and we see him right. praying with others and praying for others, praying Mm. for the sick, praying for little children. Jesus prayed for his enemies. Jesus prayed for his disciples. He says, Peter, I have prayed for you. Uh, Jesus, he does a big, long priestly prayer. So in the gospel of John, we see this long prayer (laughs) where Jesus is like teaching in prayer and it's going on and on and on. And we see these shorter prayers as well. We see him praying when he's facing stress and anxiety in the Garden of Gethsemane, when he's at a spiritual low point, when things are so hard and challenging, yet he's praying. He's praying praying in the highs and the lows. Uh, Jesus prayed while he was dying (laughs) on the cross. He really did. Jesus (laughs) prayed spontaneously. He set time aside to pray intentionally. And even now, Jesus prays for us. He intercedes for us in prayer, mm-hmm. which is a I know. really incredible thing <laughs> to think about. Jesus it in is heaven incredible to think about, praying isn't it? for you. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It kind of, I think there are moments where you sometimes, I don't know, as a, as a believer, where there are moments where you just kind of question, um, at least I've had moments of like, the significance of the love of God, you know, and, um, and I, I know we have the cross as a, an amazing example, mm-hmm. but I think to have greater things in addition to that, even to the point where it's like, 
there are times where you just are like, man, like, will I be kept? You know, when the Bible mm. talks about being kept in, in the faith and mm. how God will sustain us. And then you think, is, does anybody know, like, I'm in need? And then you mm. go, there's moments like this where it's like, Jesus knows. And he's interceding for you. Wow. And he's rooting for you. And he's mm-hmm. championing you. Those are just such great reminders, mm-hmm. especially in times when we just feel like, I don't measure up, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's a beautiful um, point to bring up. So kind of wrapping up what we're talking about today in this teaching time, uh, we're looking at the example of Jesus. We're looking at how he prayed and how we want to pray because we see him praying. Mm -hmm. But I I want us to kind of close with this idea of why did Jesus pray? That's a good question. And I think the answer is love, Mm -hmm. that it comes back to love, that Jesus loved the Father. Right. And so prayer was part of his connection to yeah. the Father. So it wasn't just a duty or an obligation, mm-hmm. but Jesus truly loved to pray right. because he loved his heavenly Father. Right. And he had this time of connection through prayer. Yeah. And Jesus prayed for others because he loved them. Yeah. He loved his disciples. He loved those who were sick, right. the children that came to That's him. So it good. was love that motivated yeah. him to pray. And it really deepens the that first and greatest commandment, right? Yeah. Love the Lord your God and love your neighbors, love yourself. So good. That's and you right. just see that in like woven throughout scripture and his life on earth and his example, you know, into the letters of Paul. And so, yeah, that's really cool. And so if you ever find yourself in a position where you're thinking, why do we pray? Mm. And why why should I right. get up early and pray? <laughs> or why should I stay up yeah. late and pray? Or, oh, I'm about to go to bed and I realize, mm. and I haven't prayed. Why why do I have to pray? Yeah. But why do we pray? Because of the love of Jesus. So good. That now, because of Jesus, mm-hmm. because of his death, yes. because of his resurrection, now we have access yeah. to the Father. We can pray. He listens to us. He tells us to call to him. He answers our prayers. And it's all because of Jesus. And so we respond with love for Jesus. Love that motivates us to pray. Not just because we have a need or just because we want something, but because Jesus loves us and we love Jesus. And if this is what Jesus did, then man, I want to do it mm-hmm. as well. And so if you're struggling with prayer or finding time right. to pray or making prayer a regular part of your life, I really would encourage you to come back to that that deep thought of how much Jesus loves you mm-hmm. and let that motivate you so that you will want to talk to this yeah. incredible God who has given so much for you. Mm-hmm. I wanted to add on, I was going to say it's it's a deep thought and yet it's so simple and it's a basic. It is a Christian basic. And so mm-hmm. whether you've been in the Christian faith for uh, many years, you can go back to that. You know, in the moments where things just feel so complex or complicated, it's a simple idea of just, it's not an idea, it's a truth of love, you know, and the motivation of love. So I, I love that. That is so good. Yeah. So I want to pray because I see that Jesus took time to pray. Yeah. He valued prayer. And so that shows mm-hmm. me how valuable prayer is. must be. And so as a follower of Jesus, Mm -hmm. as an apprentice to him, as a student or a disciple of Jesus, I want to pray because he prayed. Well, why don't we end this episode as we always do 
with a prayer. And uh, Pastor Naomi, would you be so kind yes. as to pray for us? Absolutely. All right. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you for your example of prayer. Lord, we see how you prayed. You taught those following you to pray. And as your followers, we went to pray because you prayed. Thank you for making a way for us to connect to our Heavenly Father because of your grace. Thank you that we have the privilege of participating in prayer. So Lord, help us to pray, to love to pray like you did, not only to get our needs met or to check off a box or to fulfill some sort of sense of duty, but to love this connection we have with you. So Jesus, help us to follow your example of prayer. In your name we pray. Amen. Today, I am joined by Margot. Uh, she is the worship director leading our music ministry. Uh, we've worked together for the last seven years, and she is a great musician and a great leader, uh, and she has a heart to worship. And so I'm so excited to talk to her today. So Margot, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. And I, I really enjoy this aspect of the interview because we're able to kind of dive into this area of our lives that is kind of private, something we don't really talk about that often. We don't have that many opportunities to kind of share about what prayer looks like in our life and the uniquenesses for each of us. And so I really enjoy that being able to talk to all of the different people and hear from them kind of the uniquenesses for what prayer is like in their life. And so the question that I've started off each of these interviews with, uh, and I want to ask you today, is just what does prayer look like in your life and how do you pray? Yeah. Um, so recently, I would say that prayer in my life just never ends. I feel like I'm consistently praying. Um, and I was actually inspired to do this by having a conversation with one of the older women in our church who had said that she also never stopped praying, that she, mm. um, everything, every time something happened, it either was a request or it was a praise. And so I've tried to incorporate in that in my life of whatever's going on, kind of bring it to Jesus. And I feel like my natural tendency is to be anxious and overwhelmed. And so it's really good to get in the practice of, okay, stop. Let's take it to God. Let's mm. let's see what he's got to say about it. But I think in terms of structured prayer, um, one of the things that I've done um, is journal my prayers. And so I'll mm. do that. Micah and I have also tried to incorporate a devotional time in our life um, it used to be at night and now we're trying to wake up earlier in the mornings to read the Bible and pray together. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So that's kind of what prayer looks like in my life. And definitely when I drive, if I'm driving alone, I tend to pray a lot. Um, as soon as I see the mountains, I just get really excited and my heart just bursts with praise and I just have to like thank God there. And sometimes that just turns into 15 minutes of praising God for who mm. he is, or it also turns into God. These are also the things that I want to bring to you. And, mm. um, yeah, that's kind of what my prayer life looks like now. Cool. So you, you touched on it a little bit, but I, I would like to ask it. So it's this idea of continually praying. So like something pops into your head or you're thinking about something or you're worried about something and then you just intentionally kind of yeah. pause for a moment and 
give that to God? Or? Yeah, it's really quite quick. If I'm thinking about something or I get excited about something, definitely with more prayer requests, I will just stop and be like, God, I just want to lift this up to you. Mm. Or I'll be in conversation with someone and they'll bring up a request. And in that spot, I'm thinking, God, you hear you hear the desire of their heart. You hear their need. I pray, God, that mm. um, you would bring forth a miracle in their life. Like instantly on the spot. I don't say it out loud. It's sure. mostly in my head. Mm-hmm. But it kind of looks like that where okay. depending on what's being coming at me or what I'm feeling or what I'm hearing, mm-hmm. I'll just take a minute and be like, hey, God, this is what's going on. You hear this. You see this. We sur- I surrender it to you. Cool. And I, I really like hearing about uh, that prayer time that you and your husband have together and kind of that intentional time, because I know what a challenge that can be. I think it is something that uh, was always taught to me as, hey, this is really important. This is a a really valuable thing that a a couple can do. But then in practice can be really challenging to have somebody that you're so close with uh, and being praying with them is a different kind of an intimacy and hearing from them and taking that time together uh, isn't always something that happens easily. So I, I think that's really great. Yeah, it's it's it was really difficult and I really didn't like doing it. I'd heard like around the time when we were planning on getting married, everyone was like, yeah, you guys need to make sure that you have a consistent devotional time, that you guys need to be praying together, wow. that this is going <laughs> to ha- strengthen your marriage. And I was like, yes, yeah, totally. And then we tried it soon after getting married mm. and I didn't like being that vulnerable and that open mm. and having Micah be that vulnerable mm-hmm. and that open it startled me. Sure. I'm not sure what it was. It was right. just weird being in that space. And for a long time, it actually, we we stopped doing it because I just couldn't handle it. It mm. felt weird. It felt awkward. I didn't like doing it. All my life, I'd been praying by myself. <laughs> right. Yeah. And so now I'm bringing the most raw parts of me to God, mm-hmm. but also someone else is listening. Yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> and so it, it actually took a few months before we were able to um start that devotional time together. And sometimes it still feels weird. Like, I don't think I've hit the place yet where I'm like, yes, like as soon as I get home, let's pray about this together. Mm. Like it's awkward and challenging and we're not there yet, but it has been so rewarding to just kind of hear each other's hearts. And these are the things that are going on in our lives because sometimes it doesn't come up in normal conversation. You're not always aware about what Mm -hmm. the other person is feeling or what Mm. their the desire of their heart is. And so to hear that as they're pouring that out to God, then A, it reminds me to pray for him in these areas that maybe I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. But to just, yeah, just be in awe of like when God does something or moves in that person's life, you can be like, yeah, that worked out. That's so great. I can pray about that too, or I'm seeing it happen. It's cool. Yeah. That that is really cool. I really like that. All right. So uh, you mentioned a little bit about kind of praying since you were younger, Um, but I want to know kind of was there a time when you started to pray? or maybe had a change in the way that you pray? Yeah. Um, I feel like I've been praying my entire life. Um, My parents, when I was younger, they said that I used to like dance around and like sing my own songs to Jesus and come up with my own prayers. Mm -hmm. But at some point, it's, I think it changed for me and my siblings. Um, My parents got us to pray before every single meal, every time we drove. um, And we had like a fairly consistent devotional time as a family before Mm -hmm. we went to bed. And we would like um, recite Psalms 23, Psalms 121. And then each one of us would take turns praying. Mm -hmm. And if you know my parents, they love to pray. Like Mm -hmm. they could not stop praying. And I think for, for me specifically, I went into these prayer times just being like, 
dear Jesus, thank you, Lord, for this day mm-hmm. and bless us. Right. Amen. Just like, let's get it over with. Let's yeah. move on. Yeah. And I knew that prayer was valuable mm-hmm. and powerful, but I just never experienced that part of it. Just for me as a child, I think growing up, it became very routine. Right. And these are the phrases that I'm going to say so that I can get it over with. Yeah. Um, and that didn't start to change, I think, until I became like a late teenager and mm-hmm. definitely into um, my university years. Mm-hmm. I... Um, I'm so blessed to be mentored by so many great women in our church who have come around me and had always encouraged me to mm. get alone with God. And it's okay to be open with God. It's mm-hmm. okay to be raw with God, but you you just got to get into that space. And they, I'm not saying that there weren't times in my life where like, I experienced the power of prayer, mm. but I think more often than not that my prayers ru- ru- were routine instead of... Um, something authentic Mm -hmm. and real and having an open conversation with God. Mm -hmm. And I really think the turning point was when I started going to university. And I think every university student um, finds out that maybe their time management skills are not very great. (laughs) And you become very overwhelmed (laughs) and stressed out and anxious very quickly. And I remember within like my first year just being so anxious about it. And um, I I attended a Christian university and they had a small chapel room. And Mm. I remember like going to find this room and it was just this place and it was just calm and it was still. And they had these like stools that were a little slanted so you could kneel on them. And I remember like just kneeling and Mm. putting my hands up on that stool and just being like, God, like I I need help. Like I'm frustrated. I'm upset. I'm Mm -hmm. anxious. I'm struggling. And I just remember just like a peace coming over me. Um, And so I think that was definitely a turning point in my prayer journey of like, oh God, you're you're here, Mm -hmm. you listen, Mm -hmm. you care for me. And I think that's when it began, when uh, things began to change for me of like prayer is something that is so powerful and Mm -hmm. something so real. Um, And what I loved in that room was there was this notebook, this huge notebook full of anonymous prayers that people had written. Mm -hmm. And it also showed me how vibrant prayer could be Mm -hmm. because in that notebook, people had written prayers, but they were also writing letters and people were also drawing pictures of their requests or um, yeah, they were writing poems. There was just, Mm -hmm. there was so much creativity in this notebook that I came out of there like well I always went in there looking at what was new in the notebook but then coming out of there I just uh just so excited about how vibrant prayer could be like my entire life I thought of it as one way you pray one way you speak out louder you think in your head and it's just words and there it is and yet I'm looking at this prayer journal that's just so full of life and it's artistic Mm. and creative and Mm -hmm. and as an artistic and creative person myself I'm like wow Mm -hmm. this this is appealing to me I can approach God this way this is crazy (laughs) I'm not a good drawer (laughs) but I do sometimes my 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 prayer journal looks Mm. like that sometimes my prayer journal looks like a letter or I'll write a poem or yeah I'll I'll just I just kind of let my brain flow and go mm-hmm. into it, and I, I I love what comes out of it. But it was definitely a turning point in just how rich and vibrant your prayer life could be. Um, mm-hmm. based, yeah, definitely different from what I had known up until then. That, that's really beautiful because I, I like this idea of, um, like, we, we learn from hearing other people pray, being around other people that pray, but having this book where you you didn't hear them, you weren't there with them, right. and yet you saw these different aspects of prayer, these different kind of creative ways to pray, and then we're able to kind of take some of those ideas and implement them into your own life. Yeah. And you've mentioned journaling a couple times, uh, which I really appreciate because I, uh, one of the 
like primary ways that I love to pray is by writing it down. And I, it helps me to focus myself and all of the scattered ideas that I have. I can think a lot faster and talk a lot faster than I can write. Mm -hmm. And so it, it slows me down. It focuses me on what I'm, you know, praying about. And so I think that's a really cool way that uh, hasn't come up very much uh, yet in our podcast of just how you can pray, just to simply write it out word yeah. for word, yeah. or draw a picture, or write a poem, totally, and yeah. slow down and kind of <clears throat> in a, a different sort of a way uh, yeah. pray. It's definitely interesting. I have tried to do this practice where um, one of the first things in my morning routine that I'll try to do is write three pages in my notebook, and it is supposed oh, wow. to be just like a free flow of the mind, and you're not supposed to structure it and wake up with ideas. It's just like what's going on, yeah. and I will write in things in there and I'll be like, oh, my, my family, there are people in my family who have health problems that are struggling through things. There are things that Micah and I are praying for and I'm really stressed mm. about this. And I I think because we've also been going through the Psalms or I've been reading a lot more of the Psalms, I'm really inspired with how David takes something that's so crazy and so intense and then goes, but God, you're going to be faithful. Right. God, you're with me. And mm-hmm. so I find that almost every single one of my morning entries is, these are the things that are stressing me out in my mm. life. These are the issues I know about. But God, I know you are good. I know you're faithful. Thank you, Father, that um, you will provide, that you will heal. And it also it kinds of turns into a prayer that's like very unconventional, I feel. Sure. I feel like even with when we say like, yeah, you could journal your prayers, like what does that look like? And mm. so this is what it looks like for me. It's cool. not that I go into it being like, I'm going to pray today. It's mm. These are the things that are happening to my day. God, I'm going to turn it back to you. Awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, well, our lesson today is on the example of Jesus and how Jesus prayed and how that motivates us to pray because we want to be like Jesus and we see that he valued prayer and so we value prayer. And I just want to know how does Jesus's example of prayer encourage you personally? Yeah. Um, so here at church, I actually think you introduced it at one of our staff prayer times, or you had brought it up, but it was the first time I had ever been introduced to the Lord's Prayer model, mm. um, where you just, you say one of the verses and you meditate on that and you pray out of that verse. And I have loved doing that. I, that's something that I really held on to just because I feel like you can pray about everything and anything and mm. you won't really miss things if you're praying through the Lord's Prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the, yeah, my prayer request gets formed a little bit differently too when I pray that way, Um, especially in that part where we pray, uh, your kingdom come, your will be done. Mm -hmm. And I think because earlier on, I I said that my natural bent is to be anxious and overwhelmed. Um, And that really comes out of a place where I feel like I'm really out of control and I'm spinning (laughs) Mm -hmm. into a little bit of a spiral. But saying those words, it it reminds me, it like recenters my mind and it reinstills a reverence of who God is and how powerful he is. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me that, hey, I'm not actually control in control, Mm -hmm. but he is, and I can trust that. And so whenever we get to that verse, I feel like it becomes less of like a pity party for me, but like, right. okay, God, no, you are in control. I can bring my request for to you um, and mm-hmm. pray that way. But yes, I've really, really loved praying through the Lord's Prayer model for sure. Awesome. Yeah, I've, I've heard it said that uh, praying your will be done as part of going through our prayers and especially praying that before we get to the list of all the things that right. we have. But it's almost like that safety net yeah. of like, look, God, like, before I get to this big long list of all the things that I'm asking for you to do, I'm starting by saying, I want your will to be yeah. accomplished. 
in my life, in my situation. And now from that perspective, let me get to yeah. all the things I'm asking you for. Yeah. So but I, definitely I, getting there is a little hard. Yeah. You, well, and it's that <laughs> intentional kind of idea that yeah. we need to have and to keep that in our mind yeah, uh, because right. our... Uh, our gut instinct, our desire is to rush right into, I need help. I need That's you right. to do yeah, this. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And so starting and structuring our prayers in those ways can be really helpful. Yeah. Uh, we're also talking uh, in this episode about how it's Jesus's love for God. And that's part of what motivated him to pray. What would you say that looks like in your life? Uh, how does loving God motivate you to pray? Yeah. Um, I, I feel like everybody has a story and everyone's gone through stuff. <laughs> and I think as I've, um, as I've lived in my life and gone through stuff, I have, have this continual understanding that God has loved and loves me with a perfect love that has not failed me. Mm. Um, and because of that, uh, there's, I think there's this sense of trust that I've built up <laughs> where I can just trust him as God, my father, who loves and cares for me, who wants the best for me, who wants me to come to him mm. with anything and everything. Um, and so even though I may not see the answers right away, or if I never see the answers ever, I've also never been turned away or rejected from God's love right, or right. It, out of his presence. And so mm -hmm. I feel like because of that, I can still run to him and trust him and surrender mm -hmm. to him. But Awesome. And then kind of the second part of that is having a love for people and that that's also part of our motivation to pray. And right. we're not just praying for ourselves, but because we love other people, we want to pray for them and see God do good in their life as well. So how does your love for people motivate you to pray? Yeah. I think anybody who spends any time with me knows that I'm a, a hardcore feeler mm. and that I could cry at about just about anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, but And one of the things that I've had to struggle um, with is just that feeling of being in control and wanting to be in control and mm. realizing more and more often how not in control I am. And mm. so, you know, if people are going through things. I so badly want to fix it. I want to mm -hmm. tell me what I can do to help right. you feel better. What can I do to get in there with you? And, you know, I'm also realizing that, especially here in this church, walking with the incredible people here, mm -hmm. um, it's taught me that everyone is going through something, right. which sounds like a really like, duh, of course everyone's going through mm -hmm. something. Um, but I tend to get lost in my own feelings and right. in my own circumstances and whatever's going around in me. Mm -hmm. um, and I tend to feel like sometimes I'm the only one that's going through that stuff. Mm. And I am realizing more and more often that that's just not true. That's right. a definite lie. Mm -hmm. um, and that we're all going through something. And the desire of my heart is to see God, people embraced by the love of Jesus and to mm -hmm. see every need supplied through him. And so I pray for people because that's sometimes all you can do. Right. And right. honestly, it should probably be the first thing that we do, even if mm -hmm. we can do something. Mm -hmm. um, I have always loved how the principal of our school, Dr. Moody, mm -hmm. uh, you could talk to him about anything. And right in that moment, depending on what he hears, he will pray for you. Right. So it could be as simple as, oh, I'm just not 100% sure. Like, 
um, how I'm going to be able to pay this bill or whatever. And he'll <laughs> stop and he'll be like, God, we just pray for our sister and Father, Christ. we pray that's for right. our sister right now. Yeah, yeah. but I, I have admired. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I have so admired his ability to like whatever, uh, whatever it is that you need, let's bring it to the Father mm-hmm. now. Sometimes right. I'll be in conversation and he'll just like start praying. And I'm mm-hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. And I just admire that confidence. Um, I'm not there yet. I'd like to be. <laughs> but to get to the place of like, yeah, my I love people so much. I especially love the people in this church so mm. much that, and I so bad, I so dearly want to see like God um, touch every single person here, encounter every single person here, provide for every need that mm. is present here. Um, and sometimes, yeah, all we can do is pray. And so, right, I pray. Yeah, no, that's such a good reminder for us uh, because I think we all relate to that idea of we get really caught up in our own stuff right. and what's going on and in the busyness of life and all of the things that are right in front of us. And we do need to stop and be intentional and look at those that are around us. Yeah. And, and I also really like that uh, example of just stopping and praying because it's really easy sometimes to say, I will pray for you right, or I'm yeah. going to pray for yeah. you. But even just to pause in the middle of the busyness of life and say, let's pray yes. right now. Yeah. And I think that's great. Yeah, it's definitely awkward. It's not, I still find it awkward. I'm, I'm trying to push myself more and more to stop and be like, let, can I pray for you right now? Um, I'm definitely not very good at it or where I want to be, but I am making it more of a point. And it's awkward, but like you're praying for someone. They're, mm-hmm. they're not going to, I mean, depending on the person, they're really not going to say no or be upset by that, I don't think. You're giving them a gift. There's hope in your prayer, I think. And yeah. even hearing someone pray for you. I know when I have no words to pray about the things um, that I'm going through and somebody else prays for me, I'm like, yes, mm. God, like you're hearing right. what's going on in my right. life through that person that maybe I just don't have the words for yet. Mm-hmm. And so that's also been really cool. Um, so... Yeah, I would encourage anyone to try it. It's awkward, but it's okay. (laughs) All right, last question for you. Uh, When I was younger and uh, starting out in ministry and being around church and getting involved, uh, I always found it really intimidating to pray out loud in front of other people, yeah. especially when sometimes like the people, if you're in a group setting, there could be people, they've been praying their whole life. Yeah, totally. Like they've been praying for, <laughs> you know, hours and hours and days and days worth yeah. of time. And then you're there with your little prayer, just like, oh man, this is so awkward. This yeah. is so hard. Uh, so I found it really intimidating to start. And is that something that you have faced in your life? And then how did you overcome the challenges of praying uh, with other people listening. And yeah. I'll just say, it's because I have seen you kind of grow in this area yeah. uh, of being more and more comfortable to pray in front of other people. So I, I'd love to hear you share Thanks about for that. saying that. I appreciate that so much. I would say that I actually still kind of struggle with it even now. I know it's been a really long time. And you would think, oh, she's being a Christian for most of her life. She's mm. been working in ministry. Like, prayer should come easy for her. Sometimes it's an incredible struggle. Mm. I would rather sing you a song. Right. <laughs> then have to pray in front <laughs> yeah, of you. I don't know right. why, but it is. But honestly, we have such great.
like prayer warriors in mm-hmm. this church and it can feel so intimidating. And I'm like always afraid. Like I used to sit in my seat in like our staff um, prayer meetings mm-hmm. and I would just get so nauseous and hope that I would faint because I was just so scared that I was going to say something stupid <laughs> or that everyone would question my faith. Right. I, but I just, I realized that you just, you have to do it. Mm-hmm. You just got to practice. And mm-hmm. I think what's been really, really great about praying in groups here at church is that uh, I trust the community. Right. And so I wouldn't say like, just go out there and start praying in bigger groups, mm-hmm. especially if you're nervous about it. Right. Pray with people that you know mm-hmm. are not going to judge you or like you have relationship with, mm-hmm. um, that you feel comfortable and safe around. You sure. know, I would say definitely um, start with that. But honestly, I've also come to realize that nobody is really rating the depth of my faith, or I hope they're not anyway, right. the depth of my faith or relationship with God mm-hmm. through my prayer. And really at the end of the day, I'm praying to God. I'm right. not, That's right. I'm like, yes, I'm praying for your request, but I'm not really praying for you to like, you know, think highly of me. I, right. This is just how I'm forming my thought. These are the words that I'm saying, but ultimately it's going to God. And mm-hmm. I know he hears my heart, even if my words are not completely all there. My phrases are not as articulate right. as I would like to be, or I don't yeah. have the words that I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really don't believe, I want to say this, I don't know if this is a hot take, but I don't <laughs> believe that it's a heart issue. It's a public speaking issue. Sure. Like, and public speaking right. is a hard thing for a lot of people. Right. But with anything, you just you really need to just kind of force yourself in practice. You need to get in a room of people you trust and start praying. And you need to be okay with whatever the outcome is, knowing that God knows your heart. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I just feel that the more you practice, the better you'll be. There's there's situations um, where I'm more comfortable praying in a group, depending on who's in the group. And mm-hmm. other places where I'm just like, right. please don't call on me. Yeah, yeah. But I'll still pray um, mm-hmm. just with the thought of like, at the end of the day, I'm praying to God and he knows my heart and he knows what I'm trying to say, even mm-hmm. if I can't articulate it well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that it's it's really humbling to pray out loud in front of other people. Yeah. Uh, and I think like there is something inside of all of us that wants, we don't want to sound like an idiot, right. you know, we don't want to look like we're dumb, yeah. um, but it can turn into this kind of performance aspect totally, of yeah. like where well, I'm going to stand this way yes, and I'm going to yeah. pray this way and I'm going to have this voice. And right. we get caught up in all of these things that aren't at all important when right. it comes to praying. Yeah. And it's just far better for us to just close our eyes if we have to and pretend <laughs> yeah. like nobody's there and just pray out loud because yeah. it is valuable for us. And I think like one of the things that keeps coming up in these interviews is that we learn by listening to other people pray right. and being around people who pray. Yeah. And so you have something to pray. If you're in a group setting, if you're, uh, there are, are people that would benefit from hearing your prayers. Right. And so being able to be bold and to risk sounding foolish yeah. or repeating yourself or stuttering or saying the wrong thing. Uh, but it's so valuable for us to to pray and to have other people be able to hear our prayers. Yeah. And that's why I love these interviews. I love hearing from different people talk about their prayer, uh, their life of prayer, the adventure of praying. And so thank you so much, Marco, for being with me today and sharing this with us today. Uh, it's been really great having you. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Thanks for having me. presentation of Eastside City Church. It is produced, recorded, and edited by Josh Pegling, Josiah Regundin, and Paul Nguyen.